This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Euros with Luke and Mitch. Dun, 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 dun. It's time to get your daily fix. Dun, 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 dun. So go on, gab yourself a coffee dun, dun, dun. or maybe you prefer a cup of tea euros with luke and mitch dun, 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 dun. and don't you know they don't cost a thing dun, dun, dun. so go on give us a stream it's the daily euro 21 hello everyone mitch here it is Wednesday, the 30th of June. Welcome to your daily Euro 2020 update. Is it coming home? Well, I mean, the draw is looking very, very, very tasty for England now. It has opened up very nicely indeed. And yeah, one place to start. And that's Wembley, which was absolutely rocking after England's 2-0 win against Germany. Um, Tight but absorbing affair for large portions, chances for both teams, opportunities for both teams. Without being uh, a stretched game, there was there was definitely moments for both sides. I thought Germany um, started the stronger of the two, uh, but yeah, England worked their way back into the game, didn't they? They, they certainly um, started to get a foothold in it as the game wore on, I thought that um, some of the changes that were made by by both sides. I mean, Goretzka in the first sort of twenty was finding a lot of space there, and um, looked like a really good decision to bring him in. Um, but then, as as I said, England sort of shut down that space, uh, grew into the game. Thought Sterling was lively throughout and uh, deserved his goal. I mean, it was his. His work that kind of set up that opening originally, creating space for himself. But crucially, what he did was kind of drive on after that. And he actually was going to be offside, but um, just managed to then pull back and sort of check his run again. Uh, And uh, yeah, it was nicely worked with Grealish and then Shaw with a lovely ball, which meant that Sterling then didn't have to break his stride and then slot it home. And I thought England had just shown five minutes before that goal, he was starting to get on top, starting to control the game a bit more. And then from the goal, I thought they they handled it really well, apart from that one <laughs> Sterling's reaction when Muller went through, because it was his mistake, actually, that sent meant um, the Havertz could send Muller away. And he thought for all the money in the world that he was going to finish it and make it 1-1. Um, we then might be ending up with with penalties and uh, and fingernails being bitten at the end of it as well. But you know, I thought that they, they were excellent to England after that. They controlled the game. Grealish coming on made a huge difference. Um, he, he just... It's not just what he does and the positions he takes up, but then obviously I think it kind of draws people in and it, it creates space for others. And the way he kind of drifts in from that left-hand side as well... And you just saw the energy that his his introduction gave to the fans, to the other players as well. They seemed to find that extra yard. And I think having that ability, so whatever you think about whether he should start or not, having the ability to bring someone like him off the bench 
is crucial. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for him, he, you know, I don't think he'll want to, to end up at all being uh, pigeonholed as a, as a super sub to bring on. But certainly having that weapon up your sleeve for Gareth Southgate was a difference maker here. And uh, he had a hand in both goals. The second goal then, again, Shaw wins it brilliantly by, pre- by pressing and nipping in, winning the ball in the middle of the park, finding that energy again. And again, he, this time, rolls reversed rather than Grealish to Shaw, Shaw to Grealish. And the ball actually dig, that, that Grealish digs out, it, it looks easy, but if you look at it, it's not an easy ball. He manages to time it perfectly and dig it out. And uh, the header as well isn't easy from Kane. And really, I, I must admit, I was saying that Kane should have been dragged off, that they should have perhaps brought on uh, someone like Rashford uh, to change up. Because Kane, again, just looked off the pace. But it was a brilliant header because, again, it wasn't easy. And it wasn't that the ball was bad. It was great. But it, it was just the way he was running onto it. He had to kind of arch backwards a bit. And he finished it beautifully. You could see the relief on his face as he finished that. And that could do him uh, the world of good. Because then if he suddenly now is playing with confidence, he's taking up that position in the box where it matters rather than dropping deeper and deeper as he has been. If he starts doing that, then suddenly England, who have been efficient without being spectacular, could start to, to really become a bit more expansive and get the goals that, that would stand between them and, and, um, and lifting this trophy. And we said before, tournament football is, is about growing into football. It's about growing into the, the tournament that you can't always fire on all cylinders for the whole tournament. And Portugal, certainly a prime example of that, winning the competition in 2016. They started slow, they grew into the competition and they never really blew teams away. They, they were efficient. Now you've got an England side here with four clean sheets in a row, a defence that's very settled, um, even though there's just, there has been changes made by Southgate in terms of their roles and the, the, the personnel and the, the quality of, of options that Gareth Southgate's got. He can select from any number and he's got a quality back line there. Uh, if they can then add the second half of that equation, which is to carve teams open more, then and, and and you know Kane is is important to, to doing that if he's on fire and suddenly you know, look out they really are a force to be reckoned with in this tournament and as I said at the start the draw has certainly opened up for England on that side um, because yeah you fancy them against Ukraine or Sweden and then obviously the shock at Hamden in the second game um, really does open up one more word on England I will say Jordan Pickford made an important save. In the first half from Timo Werner, it made an important save in the second half from Kai Havertz as well. Much was talked about about whether Jordan Pickford was the right choice for Gareth Southgate. He has not let him down. You can't argue with four clear sheets, but he's looked solid. And every time he's been called upon in this tournament, he has um, he's delivered and he's he's produced for England. So um, it's you know very easy to criticise goalkeepers, and he's copped a lot of criticism over the last year or two, but certainly have to give him credit for the way he has stepped up in this tournament and performed. Uh, but yeah, brilliant from England. thought the Rice and Phillips were fantastic in the middle of the park. Um, Sterling, another much maligned before the tournament in terms of his form and whether he should be picked, has produced three goals now. You can't argue with that either. Uh, and uh, yeah, England roll on. So 
they roll on to play Ukraine. Yeah, big shock at Hampden Park. Um, it was, uh, I thought Ukraine started bright and they were getting space down that right side. There was good interplay with Yaremchuk and Yarmolenko and a uh, nice finish from uh, 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 Sinchenko um, to put them 1-0 up. A lot of power uh, in that str- shot. And that, uh, yeah, maybe Olsen perhaps could have got a stronger hand to it. But, you know, it was, a, it was really, really strongly hit. And then Sweden got a bit fortunate with the goal. Forsberg deflection. He's been great this tournament. Um, and he was unlucky then on a couple of occasions, hitting the bar in the second half. Um, much will be made of the sending off of Danielson. As to whether it was harsh or not, and I, my view is, it, it in slow mo it always looks a lot worse than what it was. I think it's difficult because he's won the ball for me. He's won the ball first. If he comes in at that height and he's missed the ball, then yeah, I think, I think you know he's he's entitled to be sent off. If the ball is not in the air and it's on the ground and he's gone up stud showing and he's you know, taken a bit of the ball and gone through a player, player. Again, yeah, fair enough. But the ball is at that height and he's got his leg in that position to win the ball there. I thought it was harsh, personally. Um, I, I, I don't think he should have been sent off. And obviously what that did is meant that um, Ukraine could smell a bit of blood then going into a, a injury time. They were able to make some changes. And unfortunately for Sweden, they made three sort of Attacking subs just before that sending off as well. Uh, but Doivbuk winning it in the death. Uh, Zinchenko's delivery was exceptional for the goal. Uh, bit of space, was able to push up further up the pitch because of the, 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 the game position and the fact that Sweden were hanging on a bit with the one less man. And the ball was crying out for for it to be finished and Artem Doivberg did just that and uh, um, Andrei Shinchenko and his bench were in raptures but I did not see that come in at all but um, you know it has been a tournament or uh, more accurately a knockout phase a round of 16 of surprises that we've seen and uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't bet on there being a bit better against there being more shocks along the way. Um, but you've, if you're England, you know, you have to focus on the next game, of course. But you look at what's happened on that side of the draw and you've got to be licking your lips, really. They will not have a better chance to go through to, a, a, well, you have to say from here, a final of a major tournament where it's played in there at Wembley as well. So... It is all looking very rosy. But anyway, that's for another time. That finishes the round of 16. Lots of interesting fixtures to to look forward to. Belgium, Italy, that'll be a... That's a really heavyweight clash. And Spain, well, they are now opening teams up and scoring lots of goals. You would be hard-pressed to... Um, oh, you know, you'd be foolish, I'd say, really, to, to kind of discount the Swiss potentially causing another upset there. So it's a really interesting other half of the draw as well. Uh, and obviously um, Denmark and the Czechs, who both themselves have sprung a lot of surprises in the tournament and have, have progressed against 
against what you know what you think against the odds so to speak so anyway that's your daily update um we'll be back in a couple of days time as we look forward to those quarterfinals we're getting to the nitty-gritty of this tournament now it's getting interesting will we see more penalty shootouts or more extra time half the games went to extra time uh as we move deeper into the tournament no doubt there'll be more drama but that's it for today and ciao for now Hi, this is the Blender Coach, and you're listening to a Touchline Rants latest podcast. Back of the net. podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts, y'all. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.